Meg. Hey. Be adding any books there? Is that a bowling pin I see? A bowling pin? What? No, it's yeah, a what's lamp. That? Oh, cool. It's That'd a light cool bowl. That was a bowling pin. I wish It'd be it was cool if you were a part of some like bowling league and you were way good at it. I am pretty good at bowling, actually. You're good at bowling. Yeah, Steven and I went bowling on our honeymoon, and I won. <laughs> Later, Steven. I don't know if that makes you good or him bad. Or Probably bad. both. Did you hear that in Georgia, you know, they're opening all these things, and one of the things they're opening is bowling alleys for some reason? Of course. It's like restaurants and bowling alleys. You've got to hit the lanes. You've got to hit the lanes. <laughs> People are just itching to get bowling again. You can't deny them they're bowling anymore. I'm itching to hit the lanes. Uh, welcome to the final Beehive Live of the week. My name is Clint Betts. Joke never Walter. gets old. Meg, uh, how are you today? I'm good. It's Friday. How are you? It's Friday. It's Friday. Can you believe it? Uh, I'm good. I feel really, really good about everything going on in the world. I don't think um, anything bad is happening at all. We're are you just, getting any more sleep? No. Okay. Can you sleep? Are you doing good on the sleep? I'm good on sleep if I take melatonin. Yeah. Are you drugging up? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am, and it's still it's not helping. You should have you ever double dose melatonin? Uh, wh- how, what's the dosage that you do? Do you do ten? I do. No, 10. I do five. But if I'm like, man, I really need to sleep. I I take it up to ten. I do ten every night. You do? Yeah. Oh. You can get them in ten. It might be time to look into some Ambien. Yeah, things aren't going well. <laughs> Let's talk about more positive news. Give us the latest numbers. Okay, but... <laughs> uh, well, sorry to disappoint, but they're not positive. We have 3,612 confirmed cases, 301 hospitalizations, and 35 deaths. That's one more death than yesterday. Pretty significant number of new hospitalizations and confirmed cases. Clint, don't drink bleach. Don't drink bleach. Don't inject Lysol. Don't swallow any uh, ultraviolet light. I feel like that's something we should say right here, top of the show. Do not drink bleach. Um. Okay, I won't drink that then. That was okay. that was bleach. Where did this come from? Where did the bleach thing? I didn't. I don't. I don't watch the press. I don't watch the news anymore. So What's yeah, going it on? came from it came from this press briefing from our president last night, uh, and he, you know, as he does, he went on this. Uh, I would say rambling tangent and said in effect that if, if we have a way to get disinfected inside the lungs, then that's going to get rid of coronavirus. And he said, or maybe (laughs) we could use ultraviolet light inside the body that will kill the virus. Uh, Is that like tanning beds? Do they use, should we all just go tanning? He seems to think so. That's cool. Well, he does clearly go tanning a lot. Yeah, one of the things uh, that they moved into the White House when the Trump family moved in was a tanning bed. So for a while, I thought it was a spray tan, but I think that he he uh, sits in the bed a few times a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at him. That is That is a man who tans. And you know what? Good for him, because guess what? He doesn't have coronavirus. Seems to be working. Do we know that? No, no, I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, don't drink bleach. That seems like a pretty common sense thing to say. 
So watch in a week, that. we're going to get all these reports of people who drink bleach or injected Lysol. Yeah, don't in, you inject Lysol? Yeah, the a way he heroin? phrased it was kind of like, if there's some way, <laughs> there's some way we can ingest disinfectant into the body. It was pretty wild. Like it's really, it is worth maybe just looking up that one little bit because it's uh, hard to believe. Hmm. Yeah, don't drink bleach. That seems. Don't inject Lysol into your body. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about all the hydroxychloroquine stuff we've got going on? It's a bit of a uh, mess. Meg, can I just tell you, there's nothing more I'd like to talk about uh, in my life than hydroxychloroquine. I just want to make I, sure I, you sleep all the night, Clint. I would love to talk about it. What? What? Uh, has there been some news? What? what there's been what, some what news. You, so, uh, you know, we've already purchased 20,000, not doses, but enough to cover 20,000 patients as I understand it. So that that's done. Like that's something the state has already purchased and has, but now they're still working to purchase uh, 200,000, enough to treat 200,000 more patients. Uh, we had Suzanne on the show, Suzanne Harrison, representative Suzanne Harrison on the show earlier this week. And she explained that there is no shortage of this. There are ways in which patients can obtain hydroxychloroquine if their doctor feels that is necessary. Um, it's also been said that all of this medication should be given through clinical trials, which are closely monitored by medical professionals. A number of studies now have shown that hydroxychloroquine, if anything, harms patients, can cause heart problems. And yet the state is still working to spend millions of dollars obtaining enough to cover 200,000 more patients. And a lot of people are asking, why Why are we doing this? Uh, Representative Harrison has been hitting a lot of different news outlets saying that she's outraged and that we should all be too. Uh, I can't really figure out where this deal originated or why it's happening or who's in charge. Uh, there's been a number of different entities asked about this who have said we had no idea this is happening. So I'm wondering if you Clint, have any insight to why or how this is happening. Well, there was a story that the Salt Lake Tribune published today. I got asked about this yesterday mm -hmm. from a reporter, Aaron Alberti called me. I hope I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not good with last names. But um, she called me. She's a great reporter at the Salt Lake Tribune. And I was asking about this hydroxychloroquine purchase. The state purchased that $800,000 worth from a company called Meds in Motion. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I didn't know anything about Meds in Motion. Um, still don't, really. Um, but I guess they're a local company pharmaceutical company, something like that. Some, some local healthcare company here in the state of Utah. And the reason why, so, so your first question is probably like, why did she call you? Great question. Because uh, Mark Newman, who uh, is part of the testutah.com partnership um, as CEO of Know Me Health, sits on the board of Meds in Motion. Yeah. Follow me so far, and so yeah. she, so Aaron asks me, "Hey, 
do you think that that's a bad thing that Mark Newman sits on the board of Meds in Motion and on the testutah.com assessment, it asks questions about hydroxychloroquine. Like, are you allergic to hydroxychloroquine and other questions? I don't know. I don't know all the questions, but there are some questions in the testutah.com assessment about hydroxychloroquine. Um, and, and now that they, they were wondering like, well, um, you know, Mark Newman helped spin up testutah.com through know me health has a contract with the state because mm -hmm. of testutah.com and, uh, because of everything that know me health is doing. Um, does that have do, do those, and he sits on the boards of men of meds in motion. Does that have anything? Are there conflicts there? Is there controversy there? Is there, um, you know, some uh, shady dealings happening. And so that's, that's what they, they published that story. I'd encourage people to go, to go read it. Um, Cause why not? And, but, but the, but the thing I'm not clear on from the reporting and I sent Aaron a message um, earlier this morning about this is um, the, the trip, the story and, and some of her tweets about the story seem to just seem to suggest that the questions about hydroxychloroquine um, just recently appeared on the testutah.com assessment. Yeah. As far as I understand it, that is not true. As far as I understand it, those questions have been on the assessment from day one, from the very beginning. And I want to be very clear. This is what I do know. Silicon Slopes said no um, uh, conversations with the state of Utah about hydroxychloroquine. Hasn't been asked whether or not the, the state of Utah should, should uh, purchase hydroxychloroquine. How weird would it be if the state of Utah was asking Silicon Slopes if they should buy hydroxychloroquine? Uh, so, so we've had no conversations with the state regarding whether or not they should purchase this. If they were to ask us, our answer would have very clearly been no need. No yeah. need to buy hydroxychloroquine. That doesn't make sense. We've had the person running the clinical trial for the University of Utah on hydroxychloroquine on our Silicon Slopes Live. We've had Representative Susan Harrison on to talk about this. We've had uh, pharmacists from the University of Utah talking about this. We've had Dr. Good on talking about this. And all of those conversations were around unproven that it helps with, with coronavirus. So Silicon Slopes' position on this has been, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy hydroxychloroquine. But because Mark Newman, CEO of Nomi Health, who's involved in testutah.com and has a contract with the state of Utah uh, around testutah.com, sits on the board of Meds in Motion. The Tribune wrote this story about how there's a tie between testutah.com and this purchase, this $800,000 that the state of Utah spent to bring in hydroxychloroquine and made it appear as though those questions about hydroxychloroquine just recently appeared on the testutah.com assessment form and weren't there from the very beginning. Something I also want to be clear about is Silicon Slopes, Mark Newman, Nomi Health, they didn't write the assessment. Yeah. That assessment is entirely approved by the Utah Department of Health, who I might point out had no comment for the Salt Lake Tribune mm -hmm. on why that appeared there. The governor's mm -hmm. office's management and budget they had a comment on why that appeared there. And I think, again, I would encourage people to, to read this story. What I'm unclear of, and the thing that I've asked Erin, is if her reporting and the Salt Lake Tribune's reporting shows that these questions just recently appeared, 
ever since they uh, found out, Mark, Mark, uh, I don't, I don't know anything about Meds in Motion or all the boards Mark sits on, but it turns out Mark sat on the board of Meds in Motion since the very beginning, mm-hmm. that company's founding, and that's on his, that's been on his LinkedIn pro, that's been public information for a very long time. Uh, I don't know the boards. Like if you ask me all the boards that everybody involved with testutah.com sat on, I would not know. Yeah. I would not know that. And, and by the way, that's not uh, me being defensive. I think it's a fair question. You should ask that question. Uh, I don't think, uh, but, but I, but I want to be clear. Meds in motion had nothing to do with the testutah.com assessment. Mark Newman didn't write the testutah.com assessment. Nomi right. health didn't write the testutah.com assessment that is approved and entirely under the direction of the Utah Department of Health and the state of Utah. That's it. And so, um, you know, and the thing I I just want to, you know, I would ask publicly here, and obviously we're asking it through other channels as well, is, is this, is the Salt Lake Tribune suggesting that these questions were just recently added ever since what? And what, if they were just recently added, why were they just recently added? Because Mark's been on the board of Meds in Motion since the founding of the company. And what is the implication here? That Meds in Motion wrote the assessment, that Mark Newman wrote the assessment, that Nomi Health wrote the, wrote the assessment. None of that is true. Um, the question is to why it should, why, why is high, questions about hydroxychloroquine in the assessment? Fantastic question. And it's a question for the Utah Department of Health and the state of Utah. Uh, why did the state of Utah spend $800,000 on hydroxychloroquine? And why did they purchase it from Meds in Motion? That's a great question for the state of Utah. Yeah. A great question for the state of Utah. So who's in charge was, was your question. The state of Utah and the Utah Department of Health makes these decisions. All of this is under their direction. Again, there, there, there seems to be this strand or this implication from folks that this is tech guys or tech bros going rogue uh, without any healthcare experience, jumping into testing that they know nothing about and bringing in hydroxychloroquine to the state of Utah when that is absolutely not the case. This is, you know, this is a testutah.com is in full partnership with the state of Utah the Utah Department of Health and uh, the legislature, I believe, had to approve the $800,000 uh, for, for the hydroxychloroquine. And I believe the legislature just approved $8 million more million for hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, question isn't for you, Clint. It's more for whoever is in charge of this. Um, I'm still not totally clear on who this is. I understand the initial purchase, the $800,000 worth. Um, That was made at a time when we were gathering as many supplies as we could, the PPE, all the equipment necessary to do testing, et cetera. Since that time, we have learned a lot more about hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Every medical professional that I have heard from has said this is not effective. In fact, can do harm to patients. Everyone in the state of Utah who's looking into this has said, this is not necessary. We don't need this. If people need hydroxychloroquine, we have appropriate channels through which you can obtain it. So why are we still going through with this purchase for millions of dollars of hydroxychloroquine? 
That doesn't make I, any sense. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I don't know that that $8 million that was approved by the legislature yesterday will go towards hydroxychloroquine, but it is there in case the Department of Health wants to purchase this. Uh, this drug, which makes no sense, but you got you got to think like of the context. I think you're absolutely right. The context of buying eight hundred thousand dollars worth of hydroxychloroquine six weeks ago, which is when these decisions were being made. I think it is somewhat, I'll say somewhat, uh, defensible that the state of Utah, not Silicon Solves, Mark Newman, any of his other Nomi Health. I think it is somewhat defensible that they would buy $800,000 worth of hydroxychloroquine given everything that was, uh, all, everything that was going, talk, being talked about with that drug six weeks ago. Somewhat defensible. Yeah. I'm not going to give that defense, but I think it's somewhat defensible. In the same point, you, you see these same people who were uh, uh, very anti-hydroxychloroquine for the, uh, for the reasons that, that we suggested, like there's no proven, it's, it hasn't been proven that it's a drug that combats COVID-19. And our president was pushing it. And there's yeah. some political stuff around this. I mean, let's not uh, pretend like this drug is not political. It's political when, uh, the, when the president pushes it as a thing. And so there was this company, Remdesivir, this, this new drug, Remdesivir, and there's a company called Gilead, who they, they had seen it's very similar, actually, to the hydroxychloroquine story, except for President Trump didn't push it from the, from the press briefing. There were people out there saying Remdesivir. That's the drug. That's going to yeah. be great for for uh, that's going to be great for to combat COVID nineteen. Yesterday, they found out through trials, remdesivir it's terrible. In fact, mm -hmm. more deaths mm -hmm. uh, for for those treating COVID nineteen through remdesivir uh, than even hydroxychloroquine through through one trial that we saw. And the company Gilead had ten percent of their market cap drop yesterday because of that. And so I think, uh, but but a week ago. I don't know that anyone would be super, um, you know, ticked off or, or complaining that the state of Utah supplied up on remdesivir because it was what a lot of people were saying. And so I think these decisions are somewhat defensible. I don't think we need to move fast. It absolutely makes absolutely no sense to spend $8 million more million on hydroxychloroquine in the same way it wouldn't have made sense a week ago to spend a bunch of money on remdesivir. Yeah, the problem is that this deal still seems to be in motion. This has not been canceled, and the state is still planning to buy millions of dollars worth of hydroxychloroquine, knowing what we know now. I don't think it's, yeah, I, I, I agree. That is, the, that is the problem. They have not said that they're not going to use this $8 million to buy more hydroxychloroquine. And it looks like all the momentum is in the direction of buying it. Yeah. But they haven't spent that money yet. No, that hasn't happened yet. And boy, should they wait? Well, and in the special in the special session yesterday, I believe it was in the House. Um, I, it was either Representative or Senator Ward uh, suggested an amendment that said that if we are going to stockpile on drugs, they need to be drugs that are proven to be effective. And it was not approved. That amendment was not approved. Yeah. So yeah, it's not great. It's not, it's, it's weird. This, this hydroxychloroquine um, stuff. Again, I think it's somewhat defensible. I'm not saying I think the, right. I think the initial purchase is defensible. I understand that. What I don't understand is still going through with this deal yeah. that everyone is saying is a bad idea. 
yeah, it doesn't make sense to spend $8 million on this. Um, it's just, it's odd. It's odd. This, the, the federal government gave Utah $1.2 billion uh, to combat COVID-19. And there's no, because it's a state of an emergency, the state of Utah doesn't need to do bidding. It's totally legal. You don't need to, um, you know, have contracts because it's a state of emergency. You need to spin things up super quick and make these decisions super quick. But, um, you know, hopefully they're being prudent and spending eight, $8 million on hydroxychloroquine doesn't make a lot of sense. We'll have General Burton who will actually make that decision um, on Silicon Slopes Live on Monday and we'll ask him about it. Great. Clint, we have seen so far that more than 40% of cases of COVID-19 are in minority communities. Um, this is something that we've seen across the country and we're seeing it here in Utah. And so today it was announced that there is a special COVID-19 response for underserved communities. And this is championed by six of our um, minority lawmakers who are Senator Luz Escamilla, Senator Jani Iomoto, who is actually my senator, uh, Representative Angela Romero, Karen Kwan, Mark Wheatley, and Sandra Hollins. And this program is going to employ community health workers through the Utah Department of Health to serve as cultural brokers and trusted advocates to help with detection, compliance, and education around COVID-19, which I think is just really wonderful. Um, it's going to help with language barriers um, get help to those people who need it, who are in these underserved communities and don't have as many resources as others. And in addition to that, Governor Herbert announced a multicultural subcommittee to serve on the coronavirus task force. So I am very pleased to see that they are tackling this issue of this disease affecting underserved communities disproportionately. I think that's really great. Um, in other news, not only do we have the Republican convention tomorrow, we also have the Democratic convention. And there are some Democrats hoping to win the governor position. And there seems to be only one, um, his name, who's like a viable candidate. I spent some time on the Utah Democrat website this morning, and only a couple of them have videos and only one of them seems to be one that like people are paying attention to. His name is Chris Peterson. Uh, I encourage everyone to go check out his video. It's on utahdemocrats.org. I feel like he's gonna be the one who makes it to the primary. Um, I don't think you run as a Democrat in Utah for governor hoping to win. It is interesting to see the issues that he is running with. I think that when you run for governor as a Democrat in Utah, you're doing it to bring attention to certain issues. And one of those for him are predatory lending. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that's a issue that Utahns really care about, or if it's even talked about at all. I feel like there's so much unknown right now with, you know, in these trying times, I'll be really interested to see what the conversation is, if there even is one. Yeah, congratulations, Chris Peterson, on being the Democratic nominee. For <laughs> I mean, you, re you really you should check out the other candidates. Only one other of them has a video, and he filmed it entirely from his living room. So I just I don't think anyone's really paying attention to anyone other than Chris Peterson. He's a law professor at the U. He has some interesting things to say. Again, I don't think he thinks he's going to win this, but I think it might add some interesting aspects to the conversation. Yeah. Cool. Check it out. Check That'll it be, out. Uh, yeah, go to, go, 
Go to what is it? UtahDemocrats.org. Yeah, and they they have their convention the same time as this this uh, Republican one. Yeah, so I think that I misunderstood what these conventions would look like. I thought there was going to be like an actual meeting of the delegates, and I I don't think that's happening. I think they're all just voting. Is that your impression? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're voting. I think voting is currently underway, at least on the yeah. Republican side, and uh, results are announced tomorrow. Yeah, and then we'll be on the ballot in June, that primary ballot. Yeah, you should one, run. You should run for governor. Why don't you run okay. for Democratic governor? Sure. Uh, one of the things that come out of these recent special sessions is that they are moving to do primarily uh, voting by mail. They're going to make that more accessible for everyone. So should be safe we'll see assuming the post office is still up and running in june there will be voting by mail oh yeah clint uh we have some stuff on the beehive this week we uh if you need some reading heading into the weekend my friend emily i host a show called the green room with her where we talk about it's a show about shows we talk about the tv we've been watching uh that's once a week and it's for chat books she wrote a piece. She actually tragically lost her father to brain cancer a couple of weeks ago. And because of coronavirus, they had to hold a socially distant funeral. And she wrote about that. And she has some really heartbreaking and beautiful insights about what that meant for her and her family. Uh, and in lighter news, we have a piece from Eli McCann about some of the first Utahns to appear on reality TV. And what a thrill that was for all of us to see them. Uh, on Hive Mind, we did an episode about Quibi, which is a new streaming service full of shows that sound like a joke but are in fact real. Uh, what do you guys have on why though? Um, we talk about why married people can only hang out with other married people. So maybe the most important of the conversations going on at the Beehive right now. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it. I. I hate. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying that it makes sense. That that question makes no sense. Think about who would have come up with that question. None other than Chris Raw, who's a single person, and who thinks that because he's a single person and gets shunned by all of his married friends from hanging out with them, that all single people are shunned from hanging out with their married friends. But in fact, it's just because nobody wants to hang out with Chris. Yeah, no, that's a Chris Raw problem. He That's should Chris take it very personally. That's not universal. That's specific to Chris Rawl. Um, Strangerville, we have another great story. Uh, let's, let's talk about our mask giveaway. We, uh, we've had a number of people enter, both in choosing their fighter from that video coming out of Washington City and tweeting us about what they've been watching. And we will compile a list of those people and contact them for the beautiful mask that they will now be able to wear to the grocery store. Yes, you're going to love this mask. It's you're beautiful. You're going to love it. Clint, to close, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Let's say the virus could talk. And it, you know, like from a loudspeaker in the sky one day, the virus was like, all right, everybody, listen up. It's purge day. Meaning you can do whatever you want today. I'm not going to infect anyone today. I'm taking a day off. No one's going to get sick. You're free. You have 24 hours. What would you do? I would drink bleach and inject Lysol into my body. 
Okay, cool. I think I'd get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's not that. No, that's my answer now. Yeah, that I need a funny. haircut. I need a haircut real bad. I would also go to the grocery store and I would just walk around slowly and I'd like touch everything. Just like caress the whole oh, wow. store just to feel alive, you know? Yeah, that would be, can you imagine doing that? No. I don't know. I might, I might like whole, you know, I'm, you know, this nice weather makes me want to throw a barbecue. Yeah. All of my married friends and not invite. Not Chris, Chris though. Not Chris. Yeah. I'll, I'll come. Cause I know yeah, I'll be invited. You're married. Yeah. You, yeah. Please you're don't married. Invite Chris. But yeah, Chris won't be invited. Can't stand that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, dream a sweet dream, you know, that someday we'll be able to have a barbecue and not invite Chris. Until then, we'll be back Monday at noon or whenever time Clint texts we need to do it at the last minute. Yeah, it'll be noon. It's always noon. <laughs> Take a lot of melatonin this weekend. We'll see you on Monday. See you.